One time, one time. Yep, yep. You already know. You already know, baby. It's Monday. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, NFTs. We put up for Sepamando. Got the Alpha on Web 3. And it's all on Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Rock Radio. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GM, GM. Monday, October 24th, 2022. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Echo, my co-host, OSF and Mando in the house. We got D's in the cut. We got Golden in the house as usual. What's up, y'all? Good morning. How y'all doing? Happy Monday. GM, guys. GM. GM, man, how are you? Dude, we're vibing. We're vibing. GM, uh, GM. GM. Gigantic GM. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. I feel it. I don't know. Before going to bed yesterday, I was like, damn. You know what? Like, I have a good feeling about this up and coming week. Um, and, well, first of all, the show is going to be absolutely crazy and lit. Uh, I personally won't be hosting tomorrow. It'll be Mando. Uh, I'll be on a flight to Napa. I'll go to Camp Decrypt. Super excited to go speak over there. Uh, about Rogue Radio and the power of the Rogue DAO and the media we're building, so it'll be fun. But um, so Mando will be taking the lead, uh, and then I mean, you know, Mando will be off the day after because my man's having a baby. Let's go, big week ahead! And uh, <laughs> he did all his aping last night, so he doesn't have to do it during the week. You know what I mean? But we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we have back to back to back bangers so it's gonna be fun uh some of your favorite artists some of your favorite uh builders and biggest builders in the entire space so it'll be really fun a hype week ahead so uh we're gonna wait we're gonna hold that off uh but especially friday's show should be uh should be quite uh quite a banger here and with that with that with that i pinned at the top the titles for today as usual you know the vibes nft and macro daily summary plus weekend recap azuki Sells two and a half million dollars worth of skateboards. If I'm not mistaken, that goes to be the record for the most expensive uh, skateboard collectible ever, right? Anyways, I gotta look into it, but I'm pretty sure that puts it up there. Uh, that was pretty crazy, actually. Wow, Azuki, um, Azuki whales are—they're uh, whales. They're big whales, that's for sure. Big weekend, massive weekend uh, for Rug Radio, actually huge. Super happy. Uh, and who the fuck is Embrace Chaos? Chatting about that in a second. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then. Reddit NFTs. I mean, I know it wasn't meant to be the titles at first, but, 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 uh, Mandel just decided to go out on a limp last night and I'll go to bed. Uh, wifey must be really pissed off at him this morning, unless she doesn't know. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked about it last week. I know it's been talked about here and there a little bit, but it seems like the timeline picked up on it and uh, it's all over the place. I mean, these was texting me like, yo, what the hell is happening? Why did we not ape these in August? <laughs> I'm asking myself the same question, uh, Dees. Honestly, the same fucking question, bro, because we were right here uh, this whole time. It's not like we left. and <laughs> We didn't go on vacation. <laughs> we were right here. <laughs> and we still missed it. Uh, but we'll be talking about it just, of course, like, we'll get into all that stuff. But word of precaution, you know, as we go into this, uh, you know, be careful, you know, like, 
obviously you see Mando aping. We have fun. Uh, he has a bigger threshold than most people. He loses it all. He loses it all. He doesn't. He doesn't. Right. And then I see a lot of timeline of you know, becoming crazy about those NFTs, which is great. But be careful because it takes hours of research. And even we've done hours of research last night. I think we were on it for like five, six hours straight. I don't know what. But even that's not enough. Like it takes even more to even dive into it. There's so much going on. There's very little access to like proper information. It's not that easy uh, to determine uh, a lot of different things. But we'll have people come up on the show. I have a friend coming up who knows this shit over there. So he'll be talking about it. But yeah, that was a disclaimer I just wanted to put out there. Just be careful. Uh, we don't want to start the 2021 stuff where people get mad at each other because they didn't make money or whatnot. So just like, you know, we put it out there. Mando's a trader, and he's doing his shit, and clearly, he's got the meet us touch. Boom. That was not bad, right? Um, anyway, <laughs> Mando will get that one. Um, anyways, and then, and then, and then, today's sponsor, we're towards the end of the show, the timekeeper, future of the entertainment industry in Web3. Super fun, actually. These people, they've been doing it. They have a show coming out and everything, so it's, uh, it's some professionals coming on. Uh, to talk to us about Hollywood, what's happening, what's through over there in their projects. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, packed show as usual. And with that, with that, with that, with that, with that, with that, I'm going to stop boring you guys with this presentation. Let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Yeah, baby. Monday. To you by Rub Radio. Yeah, hey, morning, guys. Some, I know some interesting stuff going on over the weekend, like last. Friday, we spoke about um, that Wall Street Journal article that came out. We saw a pretty big rally in interest rates and in equities on that day. I think stuff closed about two and a half, three percent higher. Um, and then over the weekend, we had some big moves in crypto as well, like majors and also altcoins had some pretty big green candles yesterday into the close. So it really felt like we had some strong momentum coming into today. Um, actually, today, it seems like equities are kind of like unchanged they're unchanged in the sp 500 they're actually down on nasdaq and then crypto is higher on a 24-hour basis but we're definitely off yesterday's highs so not really a big move either way today um i do think that wall street uh, wall street journal article has some legs to it like spent some time this weekend reading um and there's now suddenly from went from like there being zero talk about a fed pivot to quite a lot of talk about it i think the term pivot is maybe a little bit misleading because I think what the WSJ article points to is the Fed um, hiking by a lower amount in December, like hiking by 50 basis points rather than 75 basis points. But that's definitely a step in like the right direction or the first step towards having policy that's perhaps less hawkish. And it sounds like there is some, there is a divide or some disagreement within the Fed um, where some people actually think the economy and recession worries are going to be a bigger concern for next year, which again is, a, is another reason or a case for having less aggressive, um, having a less aggressive hiking policy. So like, I think talk of that is always a good thing. It's obviously still just speculation at this stage. Um, but, you know, we are around midterms and you do actually have quite easy comps for the inflation number versus last year. Like if you look at the inflation numbers for um, September, October, November, December, in 2021, they went from 4.3% all the way to like 7.6%. So that was like a almost a three and a half percentage point move in the space of three or four months in the last quarter. That's when inflation really started to take off. And that's obviously when we started to see um, a big sell-off in, in risk assets and also in crypto. Um, the inflation numbers that we're going to get now for um, October, November, December, like 
they're going to remember it's all done on an annual basis right we're comparing october 2022 versus october 2021 so given inflation was already starting to get a bit rampant last year the comps we're going to have are actually going to be quite a lot easier so i think those inflation numbers may um continue to either even out or maybe even start to come down so if you if you do see that happen alongside people wanting to have like strong markets into midterms alongside the fed or at least half of the fed apparently worried about recession next year um it does start to make some kind of case for like less hawkish policy or or, or indicate some light at the end of the tunnel and i think that's why we, we rally on friday we kind of we haven't really sold off today we just like haven't really moved but um you know i think there's there's definitely more more legs to that story and we'll just have to wait and see what the data says but it's definitely something that i think is starting to maybe showing just show signs of uh, of changing the tune question for you uh ovi we saw quite a quite a pump yesterday i mean it was a nice candle i mean yeah one percent tour you know always queuing this meme i feel like that guy in the meme every time i see a nice candle but it felt good right uh we saw you know matic went all with 90 cents it was like 1370 70 i think it's 1360 71 yeah and bitcoin almost went to 20k we almost got the crypto kaleo tweet god i love that one but uh what is there anything that went on this week or was it just another one of these just random random candles i, I don't know it, it seemed like random candles to me i think one thing i would say is like we had that big move down in crypto right ahead of the cpi number and yeah. the short interest in bitcoin was really high so it feels like to me like my guess is i think a bunch of people shorted crypto and the short interest was quite high and i think maybe yesterday you saw like people unwinding that trade or maybe people trying to squeeze it i don't really know but definitely the short interest in crypto was high last week i don't know if it's come down or not but that's my explanation because you know, if you're sitting there short crypto suddenly you start getting like some dovish articles out there i think people want to take their shorts off I guess we'll see where that goes. So thank you for that. Any other, any other things to to look forward to? Numbers, dates, points, uh, people, jack and holes. <laughs> anything? Yeah. So the next thing we have, I think we have midterms next week. I think, or maybe the week after that. You also have the payrolls number next Friday, I believe. So payrolls will be really important. This this is the other thing. Like everything I was reading online um, yesterday shows there's like pretty strong indications of like the u.s labor market coming off and like remember payrolls last month was still like um even though it came ahead of expectations higher than expectations it was still down a lot month to month it was down like 40 percent. so if you have another move in that direction you have weak payrolls and you have weak inflation again like there's another thing that will increase the case for the fed to not overdo it or be less aggressive so yeah payroll payrolls is always the first friday of every month so that should be next friday and then you have the FOMC around then as well. I, again, like I can't remember if the FOMC is before payrolls or after payrolls. I think it's before. Um, but yeah, those are going to be the next, the two main next things. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll be waiting for that. Uh, you'll you'll give me a you'll give me a nudge. Uh, uh, you'll give me a nudge when we get there. Uh, but anyways, 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 I think people really want to talk about NFTs today. The NFT market. It's doing is doing okay. Let's get right into it, Mando. GM, GM, everyone. 
So yeah, quite a big weekend for for NFTs. You had the um, you had the Azuki skateboard sale uh, where two and a half million dollars were sold um, of skateboards, which I think blasted through the last record, um, and that that meant that me and OSF decided to FOMO back into Azuki. So we um, we bought about seven Azuki back. There was also a bunch of different trades off the back of it. I think that floor went up to about eleven and a half, but definitely positive sentiment around Azuki over the weekend. Um, Board apes, punks, all, all still around the same level. Seventy-five on, on board apes and about um, sixty-six on, on punks. Um, over the last twenty-four hours, it has has really just been uh, about Reddit NFTs, which we can kind of get into in a bit more detail. But um, that's took taken across the majority of volume, like a, a bunch of different of the um, season one, season two collections. I think pretty much everything I can see is has done about a two x over the last twenty-four hours, or two or three x with some things. Um, doing slightly more but most things are up at least 100 percent. so it's been a bit of a move these are um there's a range of different collections which we can go into but that's been the focus i think and that kind of rounds out the top collections at the moment at least on OpenSea. i think they make up about five of the top 10 collections or five of the top 15 at least collections on OpenSea over the last 24 hours so that's been um that's been the majority of the uh, of the volumes with the, the main one being this this Midas, um, which is like the all gold one. Um, that's been about it, like uh, in terms of b- big things going on. Like I haven't seen that many large trades. You saw some of the Alpha Pass stuff. Um, you saw Alpha Pass by Wizard, and then you saw Consortium Key, and you even saw Gent Croquet Club. Like all of these smaller groups of communities. All of the all the like access passes have been rallying quite a lot. Uh, I think Consortium Key is up to like 6 ETH and that Gents Croquet Club's up to like 11 and Alpha Pass, which is Wizards 1, went up to 0.4. We obviously had a big weekend in, in Rug Radio, which we're going to get into in a little bit, but that went all the way up to kind of 0.5. That All those sweeps were kind of happening on Friday and, and Saturday. I think it's settled now at 0.45. That was one of the, the most traded collections and and I'm pretty sure Rec Guy got to like 0.55 and is now at 0.5. So... That, they, they were busy in terms of the, the newer stuff. There was some controversy about uh, Street Machine. They were going to release some more NFTs. I still think they're going to go and do that. Um, so that was one of the newer collections. And that's now sitting at 0.25 floor. So I think there's a bit of back and forth about what people, uh, how people feel about that one. And you still have Nihilings, which are which are, are trading quite well, which are like 0.17. But other than that, it's been it's been mainly Reddit NFTs for the last 24 hours at least. Oh, dry. I'm looking at. Uh... The OpenSea daily volume Ethereum. I mean, look at seven million, seven million both days. It was eight. I dude, like it's like those uh, uh, those uh, those flights. I'm those flights, sorry, flights. Sorry, I was looking at flights before this. Uh, those numbers. Uh, those numbers are uh, are looking pretty low. I mean, there is some stuff going on. At least you know, like you're saying, like you have the main couple collections that are doing pretty good. But yeah. Uh, volumes are uh, are quite low. It seems like the seven sales from Azuki yesterday were all yours. Uh, that's what Flips is saying, but I don't think it calculates every marketplace, right? Does it? Do you guys have every marketplace push pushing on that now? It's mainly mainly OpenSea. I think there were a few more sales. Yeah, I uh, I, I saw you guys in action. That was fun. Why made you guys want to eat back in? Was it the skateboard sale? We just we just know this sort of stuff as a trader. You know, like when you sell something, you're always like you kind of hope in the back of your mind it goes lower. And it went higher, and that's kind of sometimes the worst feeling after you sold something. But we sold it at the end of August, like peak bear market. And since then, 
you had the announcement about the equity raise essentially you had um which complete chatting by by the by a bunch of different people who were involved in that These deal these people are like. crazy bro yeah and and just like a very strong sentiment um particularly coming out of like the hong kong uh, asia like market off the back of that that equity raise so that felt like something that we we thought was there but was became even stronger and then this this we just thought was a really interesting thing to show the strength of the brand like the fact that they're able to sell two and a half million dollars worth of skateboards just says quite a lot and the fact they brought out some new tech to kind of back that up just a lot of good things so we're like well why why sit there when and just make a a bad trade worse so we're like well we'll just get back in um so that's what we decided to do i think i think manda's right like sometimes you just gotta like you're not always going to get every trade right you're not always going to get every buyer every sell right and i think it's important to like strip the emotion away from it like i sold all my apes like <laughs> below one eth or two eth and then i didn't buy back into them until like nine ETH last year and then i sold them all again and then i didn't buy back into them again until like 30 ETH when i combined stuff with mando so like there were like three times last year where i still bought back into them but like i could have obviously like made way more than i did but you just have to strip that emotion out and i think with azuki's like we were like moving away from projects where like it was reliant on like teams and vc funding all this kind of stuff and we're like okay let's just sell this it's been kind of quiet um and pretty much that was literally the bottom because everything they've done since then i think just shows like how sticky the community is like the skateboard sales just show like how big that brand is now it's just like it just became too big to ignore ignore so we were like you know what fuck it let's just like buy these back and um i think to be honest man it didn't really cost us that much like we had nine we bought back seven we have seven floors now we we gave up a couple of rare ones but it's not really the end of the world and we, we bought that nakamoto card as well so um it wasn't a disaster but yeah like you know sometimes you just have to like accept you're wrong and, and get back involved so that's what we did I don't think it's even accepting you're wrong. Like, there was a lot of stuff that, like, you were genuinely, like, I sold off, like, four of my six as soon as that happened. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, I don't think you were wrong. You were, there was a huge event that made, it's like almost Black Swan within their own ecosystem, right? Uh, that made you kind of, like, want to sell it. So, I don't think it's, like, uh, when you were wrong, let's say, with the apes or whatnot, this is different, in my opinion. Yeah, there was a lot of news. That's the thing. Like and it was positive news. And the good thing about this market, we say it a few times, is that unlike the you know, obviously this hasn't really happened over the last twenty four hours, but with most things at the moment, you're they're moving quite slowly. So good news isn't really having the same impact that it used to have. So you can normally get stuff even as the story is like improving. Like you could have got in for example, rug radio, just as another example, I'm not trying to show rug radio, but you could have got into that at several levels, right? It it took a long time. I think like a ton of different large collectors sold over that period. So, and you tend to find that a lot, like people are, people still want liquidity in this market. So if you like a story, um, you can normally catch it. So we were lucky in this scenario that a lot of good news happened, but there was still, you know, there's still a need for like liquidity in this market. So you can, you can catch those stories. And that's, that's one of the best things about this market right now. If you have, if you have liquidity is that you, things don't often run away from you. No, that that's that that's why you want to keep some dry powder, right? Um, and I think we've been talking about this for a long time now. Um, 
I I mean, we've been talking about this for how long has this bear been going on? Was there like an official date when the bear started? Do you guys know? I think, I think the other side meant wizard marked the top, right? It was like <laughs> early. Yeah. Was that the, the, the signal? Was that the top? It's the other side. He's Amanda's right. The other, other side is kind of what started the NFT bear. Wait, when when was that? May. Was that? We got yeah, fucked. May. Early May. Way back in May. <laughs> I love these. Was that May already? These is like a fucking. <laughs> I remember like it like it was yesterday. I was like in a fucking car accident. My neck hurts just thinking about it. I got whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> that you know the two the two NFT bear the last two NFT bears were both started by BYC right like the mutant mint started the the, the the one into like December and then the the next one was fucking other side. Damn it. No, we, dude, shit. Okay, we need another fucking tweet, but I don't know what the next one's gonna be because the game doesn't take six months to build. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know the thing about Azuki thing is, uh, you know, what the one real, I think, alpha that's still there, and it's exactly what Mando just said is that uh, information asymmetry is still is getting bigger because people are not as like uh, buying back in as they were. They're, like, it's more FOMOing in towards like clones was like the same thing when like clones were dropped or like the news came out about Project Animus, they were, like, under 8 ETH for, like, hours, which is just mind-blowing. But uh, the Azuki Alpha, I think, is really Beans. Like, Beans is, like, underperforming a lot. Like, it's, like, 0.9-something. Um, I think that's got way more upside. I think the pressure for Azuki's to get to... I mean, I think they'll. it's an easy second or third collection out of, like, the top three now, just because, I mean, they've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, because the, the gap between both is, like, this. Uh, the Beans were trading at one ETH, right? And They're, like, point nine right now, yeah. yeah. Beans are underpriced a lot. Like, 11, 12 ETH, right? So I understand yeah, but why... the Beans don't hit as hard as Azuki. Right, right? Like, exactly. Just... That, that's also <laughs> very agreed. I think it's more He's that there's wrong. more, like, Beans, like, at the top, when, well, I guess, in the top of the bull market, when Azuki's were at 32, like, I was Max Minter Ozuki, Super Bull, uh, and I turned Super Bear, right? Like, after all the news, like, we don't need that shit in this space. But whatever, man, they've done a good job. And, you know, I think they're doing really, like, the community, the holder base is so different from the rest of the collections. Like, like it's a very, like, they all have, like, like Clone X and them have a very similar holder base. And it's all Asia, right? And it's just, I mean, just giga whales. And I think the fact that BAYC people who are all whales now are, like, they haven't, like, you still have that upside. But with Beans, it's like, that's their next big brand that they are going to build out, right? Like, Azuki is, like, starting to hit, like, you know, levels where it'll just, like, take normal kind of momentum. Like, Inertia is, like, already there. But I feel like Beans has, like, a lot. Because it's such a different market, too. Like, did the they, Beans did market. They, Alex, did Nate Alex ask you to come on the show and chill Beans? <laughs> no, just, I'm telling, that's my alpha, man. No, I, I dare I someone, I dare one of the Azuki whales to buy Nate Alex's 69 ETH Beans. I bet you won't do it. Dude, that shit looks so disgusting. Do I don't even like that bean, so it looks terrible. I, the lore around that bean is amazing. I, I'm not yeah, lie. exactly. It, yeah. It, it, I thought my top 10 will buy was bad back then. Remember that one? These, I managed to get out, squeeze that one out uh, quickly over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, uh, but you know, that beans, that beans is something else. But hey, we can perhaps meet me into reality, and then five to 10 years, it can become a historical NFT. Um, and so, anyways. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there is an interesting uh, discrepancy right there between the prices, Wizard. You're right; it's just different, right? The beans. Uh, that's it. It's a pure. <laughs> it's a pure. I mean, I do have a bag, so but it's a pure like market like mispricing. I feel like like well, either Azuki is overpriced or beans is underpriced. Like one of them. You know? Yes, one of the two. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Uh, and and of course, like um, you know, as we we're on topic, it's good to to mention that the skateboards. Yeah, they went for two and a half million. Uh, does that mean there's multiple skateboards? Right? It was it's not just one. Eight, yeah, different badges though. Correct, different badges. Yeah, the dragon badge I think is the one dingling one, like three hundred ninety and whatnot. That was that was incredible. If anything, again, like I know people like immediately you saw the tweets like Azuki sold two and a half million dollars worth of skateboards. But what people don't understand is like they just understand their like audience and like their top ten buyers, and they just put a product out that catered to them. Like this was never meant to cater to us. Like not to me. Not to most of the audience, not to most of the people on stage. I think nobody on stage actually was like really going for something like that. So it's like it's just catering to. A pr- it's like when Louis Vuitton or Hermes or Chanel they'll put a purse or a piece of uh, high fashion out that's like catered to a specific audience. They do the same shit. They have these like private viewings and people go and buy. Like that's exactly how fashion shows work. Like they fly people down in order to like show their collection and then they buy it on paper. Haute couture is like fifty k dress. You know what I mean? Like so it's like nothing new in the high-end uh, industry, but it seems like that's the way they're going. So I thought that twist was kind of interesting uh, from there. And yeah, thank you for pinning that, Mando. So eight golden skateboards, $2.5 million. So uh, it went the cheapest one, went for 200 ETH and then 202, 207, 208, 231, 243, or three and 309. Uh, so it was interesting to see. But yeah, I, I could see why that's the last throw I made you guys kind of like want to go back uh, into that uh, Mando and Ovi. Uh, makes sense. Uh, anyways, so um, with that, with that, with that, yeah, Rug Radio. And then we'll get to the Reddit NFTs. I know Tyler Faust uh, just joined us, an artist uh, in, within the, that ecosystem. Pretty cool as well. And then Soz is here. Uh, I don't know if your first name is Doc, so I'll call you Soz. But obviously, uh, you tell me if it's cool to call you by your first name. <laughs> and then, is it cool? I, I, I'm not I'm so sure. I just no, don't I don't care. You good? Whatever okay. I respond to. Okay, cool, Steven. So uh, it's... <laughs> Cool. I've known Steven for fucking like eight years now. It's so funny. We, I find people back on this <laughs> NFT Twitter all the time. It's not the first time. It's kind of like me and Zapsio. But anyways, just quickly, uh, on the Rogue Leader side, man, though, yeah, I mean, we had a big weekend. It was fun to see. Uh, had a wallet called Embrace Chaos that came in, swept up 120, 130 maybe now uh, rugs. I think we're looking at around the 60 spend so far, uh, which was really fun uh, and good to see. Uh, you know, I think people will be, uh, will be, uh, will, will, will like to see the approach that's being taken by that buyer and, and how they're trying to enter the, our ecosystem, which was fun. And of course, like a bunch of people started scooping them up. I think, uh, frankly, Mando, it's like no, no news went out or anything. Like most of the conversation in the, in the discord was like, yo, is there anything that came out and whatnot? It's, no, it's just like, I think, uh, people are starting to realize that the model that we've built is working out and that, uh, the ecosystem is finally taken has some legs right and there's something to see there but you know like you mentioned a couple projects that did good over the weekend i'm seeing a similar trend it's just like there's an inflection point at some point you can only tell something to someone so many times like you know this is happening this happened this happened and then people just like click and do it it's kind of like happening right now with reddit it's like this shit's been like some people have been screaming it over the hilltop for a month now and they've been out for august since august and all of a sudden it takes one little uh you know event to to really uh um to really pop those things up. Amanda, I don't know if you wanted to quickly uh, touch on that, but it was fun. I mean, we were right. We grabbed the top 50 uh, seven-day volume on all blockchains. We were top 50 over 24 hours all weekend long. 
I think we're at eight, 900 rug sales over the last 30 days. So these are all metrics I take into account, which is really cool to see during this market, uh, given that the lows were like 0.09 on July 26th or three months ago, uh, which coincides with Mando started working with us too. So listen, uh, this man knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Look, I think um, I think it's just a, we, we changed the business model around then and, and that's, that's partly been responsible. Like we brought on the sponsorship, finally got... Push for, people forget that like rugby took ages to get all the stuff through the DAO, right? And that DAO, the final proposals for the sponsorship were voted on, I think a couple of days before that, right? They were like the last week of July, so that's when we could start doing sponsorship, and that's that. I think that's really sh- shifted the focus. So, um, I think I think people will be ha- will be happy to hear when when they find out uh, who that wallet is. But we might have them on the show shortly, I think. Yes, sir. That'll be fun. But yeah, definitely a lot of things going on here. So, you know, don't sleep on it, fam. Don't sleep on it. It's been uh, it's been really cool. I got to say this new activity tab and analytics tab on OpenSea is great. Uh, so you see the volume is awesome. The chart's looking good. Uh, you know, uh, Wizard can tell you. He'll read those uh, for us and make us a little resume. But it, <laughs> but it was good to see. I, I saw your post, Wizard, about Red Guy. You guys is Alpha Pass doing good. And also G-Money's Admit 1 doing pretty good as well. So, you know, you love to see it, right? Um, love to see the whole team winning. But anyways, let's get right into it. Uh, let's talk about those. Uh, I think I didn't miss anything. Yeah, we talked about it all. And then let's talk about it. We actually have quite some time right now, so it's good. Uh, we're going to cover the topic, uh, you know, uh, at length here. And uh, and so I definitely want to, I don't know really where to start here. But I mean, Mando, uh, we were chatting, uh, we were chatting uh, over the weekend slash last week about those NFTs on Reddit which would potentially be like, you know, something great, like a Trojan horse to like upload, um, pain, to, uh, pain. the masses. pain for not buying. Yeah, I mean, Simon, you got to start taking your balls, you know, put them on the table, you know, and like, you know, going at it, you know? Um, yeah, look, <laughs> I, I'm not some like, I'm not some Reddit, uh, like avatar expert. Like we were speaking about in the show last week. And then no, we brought the experts on, don't worry. Exactly. Right. Like I, I think I found out about this, last week um i didn't pick I, I remember them being dropped a few months ago but i hadn't picked up on it um or that they were trading really and then when all the stuff that came out about the amount of wallets they'd onboarded and just the, the sheer scale of reddit is crazy right it's like 450 million active users i think they've got 1.5 billion accounts and there are 3 million wallets now so like when you and also i mean I use Reddit, uh, they always have had avatars. So like you have always had an avatar as your profile picture, or at least your default profile picture on Reddit. So when that started to click, I was just like, okay, I should do some research on this. And then yesterday did some research. It seems like there's been two seasons. Um, Obviously we have some of the OG artists on the stage right now from season one, Um, which which I love some of the, the pieces from. And yeah, look, I just put out a thread, just being like, this is what's going on. There's um, it seems like there's eighty thousand NFTs across season one and season two, so you have to be really, really careful here when you're buying them because some of them have very high issue, um, some of them have very high issue sizes. There's actually three million wallets because a bunch of there's a bunch a separate couple of collections which are like airdropped NFTs, which people don't even realize are NFTs. I think, or at least a large proportion of people who've got them don't realize they're NFTs. So you have to be really, really careful what you're buying. Um, we, I'll, I'll pin the thread in terms of the different things that can be used to kind of help navigate through it. But it does feel like there is some interesting collections here. 
Um, it's all around kind of the same avatar character, the classic Reddit avatar character, but they've all, each artist has had their own, I guess, own say on them. And they're slightly different than on a, than other NFTs. And they're, they're kind of similar to some of the other old projects we saw on, on Matic, like Ethlings, where you can change the traits. So if you have things like gold or crown or, I don't know, like uh, some crazy trait, that makes it maybe even more valuable. So um, yeah, maybe, maybe we can go into the artists because I think it'd be great to hear their perspective about what's happened over, like at least over the last 24 hours because I admit it has just gone nuts. And um, yeah, maybe maybe how this all came about. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get right into it. I mean, we have Steven, we have Tyler. Uh, welcome to the stage. Obviously, Tyler, you're, you're one of the inaugural Reddit NFT artists. Uh, your art is really dope, by the way. I was, I got, I did, I may have, may not have been, have got, gotten caught up looking at you draw all night. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, and I love your stuff. I mean, maybe Steven, if you want to go first here, uh, do you want to kind of intro? Because I know you've been in it for a long time. I'm an idiot. Steven, I think, sent me a message on Instagram, like, how long ago? You were like, yo, look that I've way. I've been spamming for Rock for probably over a month. Every single time there was like a major sale. And I think, one thing that people don't realize is that the Reddit community by itself was already doing like 15 ETH sales before the NFT community on Twitter ever got involved. Actually, I minted on Mint Day, July 7th. I saw like a TechCrunch article that Reddit was coming out with NFTs and I'm like, that's sick because I've already played with the snoo. So I just YOLO'd like a thousand bucks maybe a thousand five hundred bucks into it and slept on it and all of a sudden a month or two months later i start getting contacted by a bunch of people on reddit saying hey do you know your stuff is worth a lot um but for three months it was only the reddit community and 99 percent of those people are not involved in nfts whatsoever they're just having fun playing with their avatars um and eventually a group all got together avatar trading and started trading avatars and playing with different accessories. Another thing I don't think people realize is that uh, your avatar, each NFT that you get, you can pick and choose from the accessories within your NFT. So if you're looking at mine right now, the Midas, hashtag Midas Mondays, <laughs> um, I could just use the crown on my Midas and then add it to something else. Or I could use the gold bars that are on the floor and sort of mix and match a cool profile picks pick that's all of my NFTs combined in a way that I like, and then go troll in the comments on a subreddit. Um, so I think what's just been so cool is one, the community was already there before NFT Twitter prompt, and then two, there are there are actually things that you can do with the NFT. Like I don't need to go edit it and then upload it to my Twitter profile. I can literally edit it in real time on Reddit. So. So, Steven, I want to take it back one bit here, which is awesome. And, of course, like, that could – and that will lead to a larger conversation, which is the future of the NFT's avatar space, specifically is those, like, traits, like, where you can, like uh, – individual traits where you can, like, swap them, you know, trade just different traits and, and move them around, like you're saying. So that's actually very interesting to understand. And I think people need to know that before they go and ape into things. So I do want to, like – I want to take the educational approach here, Steven. Maybe can you – Tell us, or, or Tyler for the matter, whoever can answer best at, at this stage. But like, first I want to start with like how, where, and, and Julian also, I know Julian, uh, Steven was telling me to bring Julian up, which is great. So we have three people on here that now I could uh, explain this to people. Can you explain first, so what is a Reddit NFT? I know this is a simple basic question, but I want to start there. And when did this actually start? 
Damn, I wish Sam was here. Tyler, can you can you sort of run through the like the Sam's generation story of like the first news? So I know that at the very beginning there were like four NFTs that Reddit had created, and um, that that was the first. I, I don't know how they released those. It was um, one of ones yeah. on OpenSea. I remember the remember these. I think we were on a Spaces one of the summer nights for the auction. Like yeah, yeah, the one there of was one last year, right? Yeah. yeah, they went for like 90 ETH each or something. Right, Tyler? I think it was some crazy amount. Yeah, I think even maybe even more than that. Um, but it, it went crazy. And um, so so that was the very beginning. And then fast forward, um, maybe March or April, uh, Reddit and, uh, you know, contacted artists, you know, me included, and um, asked us to do an NFT project. And well, they didn't call it NFT project, um, but digital collectibles and um yeah so they they asked us if we wanted to be involved in it and you know at the time the sentiment was crazy low for nfts we probably released it maybe the worst time i don't know um but reddit did a really good job at flipping the switch but the yeah what it, i guess i totally missed the question the, the question was what's a nft i mean it's at in reddit we're calling them digital collectibles and you know it's basically what users can use to, you know, buy and identify, you know, art that they like, and they're able to mix and match these, which is a little bit different than most NFT projects. I can take something from my art and mix it with some other artist art if I own both those NFTs. And you can, you just, there's a lot of customization, so you know, people can be their own unique self and also show off their collection. When you click on an NFT on the Reddit platform, it's like a card. It shows you what number was minted and it like flips around and it's kind of interactive and it's super fun. And you're able to trade those back and forth, not sell them on Reddit, but um, you can trade those, you can send those to your friends or whatever. And so that's kind of what they've been doing. And uh, it's been going crazy. And the funniest thing is it's not even, we barely touched the tip of the iceberg. Um, I do want to point out while I'm on here, um, we all noticed that everything started going crazy the other night. And I started clicking to see who's pushing a lot of the stuff. And Mondo, I saw your name a lot. And then I was low-key sad you didn't have a Faustling. You can still <laughs> correct your wrongs, but it's okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh the, I was outbidding Mondo on, on your blog. I pulled one a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Check, check the wallet. I got one. I got one of the um, the fish ones. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I just want to make sure you're a Faustling, and I hope that Baroque <laughs> and Jeez. I, I followed. I've been following you guys for so long, and then when I saw y'all, like, oh, they found him, but not mine. <laughs> they found but that's okay. But that's okay. Like... I, I have bids on some. I don't want to say which, but if Mondo got some, that makes me feel better because I've been outbidding him <laughs> on a bunch of them. That's uh, so funny. Just thinking. <laughs> oh, is that you? <laughs> on a couple, yeah, oh yeah. On, on a couple of the foulest things, yeah. This is this is this is this is great. I I love you know I love when we discover something. We just all just like do a bunch of research and dive deeper. Most recently was when I started going so deep into the Pepe's and I got so obsessed with. We all ended up with Nakas, but it's uh. So we got we also got uh, Artisma. I know you're an artist. Uh, you know within the 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 Reddit ecosystem as well. Like uh, and and we have a few people up here now that can talk to the matter. Like so. It started with Gen 1, and of course, there's Gen 2, and there's a bunch of them. Can you talk about, uh, you know, like how, kind of like, how did it start? Because, like, I know it started with the snoozes, like the, the one of ones, so that was at the very beginning. But how did this whole, like, 
uh, when did this platform, I guess, for onboarding uh, users into digital collectibles actually come out? No. Yo, um, I think I can uh, tell a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, um, so I think it's four months, uh, time went by fast, but I think it's four months now when they first released those collectible avatars and the reaction of the community was like horrible. Like even though they didn't use the word NFT, everybody's like everybody was like, oh, you mean NFTs? And Reddit was really a community that, you know, hated NFTs. Um, so people were really annoyed. And even though like Reddit gives actually the artists 95% of the of the primary revenue, people were still like, oh, they, they sell us NFTs like half a year too late. Um, and then it kind of, you know, it didn't even sell out in the beginning. It went like a month or two months without any mentionable sales and almost no secondary market. And then Reddit started to airdrop free avatars to like from a, from a different collection to the most active users with a lot of karma. And that was actually also when I got in. So I, I, I saw this free avatar and then I, I saw the shop and then I realized, oh, that those are NFTs. And even me, I wasn't I was not an NFTs before, but I was literally my first thought was like, if NFTs are the shit, why is nobody talking about that? And so feeling that I missed the train the last time, um, I kind of fully went on, on on that. Like I built websites, I built tools, I started communities, I've done all that shit. And then once the community started, the the, the sales, the, the, the primary sales were still open for generation one at that time. And then we had like, you know, we started to have like countdowns and um, then it sold, I think it was in, in two weeks and it was 36,000 generation one um avatars and this was like let's say two or three weeks ago and then three weeks ago it was um halloween release as you probably have have noticed and it was again like 36 thousand avatars and this time actually it sold out in in like 24 hours and it was still before it was a thing on on, on twitter and then like a couple of days you guys came in so um and and you one of you told the story about he fomoed back in <laughs> that's exactly what i just did um <laughs> i i actually auctioned a, a number one uh, like three weeks ago uh, going with one of the nfts chains for i think 6.5 ease and then when gen t2 came out i was i was scared i shit my pants not gonna lie and um yeah like i just bought it back for 10 years more <laughs> because that... I realized, okay, now, <laughs> now, now everybody's and, 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 you know, I'm, I, I felt like right. I just have to have a number one, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, in, inside of the community, it's, it's a thing and, and I want to really keep it with the chain and, um, yeah. So I just want to add to this real quick. I, I just want to add that when I, so Julian actually contacted me, I don't know how he did it, but he like sent my account a moon to find me somehow. And then I received a DM from him on Instagram saying, do you know that your Reddit avatars are worth a lot of money? And we started talking and I, I dove into things in the subreddit, in Discord, and everything was extremely unorganized. It was very, very hard to navigate Reddit NFTs. If you hop on OpenSea right now, you'll notice that you can't even sort by or filter by uh, the accessory or attribute. Like all you can see are the NFTs. There's no like... There's there's no clear way to navigate things. So Julian actually created created Reddit Avatars.io, 
which is sort of like a dashboard where you can see all the different collections of Reddit avatars. You can browse them. You can see Generation 1. He just added Generation 2. But when he was talking about selling out Gen 1, what he did with all of us that were just sort of spamming and memeing and shitposting in Discord is he focused us. So even if there was an avatar that a lot of people didn't really like, he's like, oh, there's only 1,000 left. Oh, there's only 800 left. Oh, there's only 600 left. And focused us. And eventually that's how Gen 1 actually sold out. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. Okay, I love these stories. By the way, clearly you're DJs. Julian, the story is, <laughs> yeah, you're sick. I love that. Uh, and so definitely one of us, one of us. Uh, Artisma, I want to go to you. Uh, when did you find out about uh, about these NFTs and, and, and how did you, uh, how are you approached as an artist to, to do this? And then I want to dive deeper into that. <laughs> I want to dive deeper into the different generations. I want to dive deeper into the into the um, the amount of digital collectibles that were uh, that were put out because there are a lot. Like you said, it was thirty six thousand Gen ones and whatnot. So there's a lot there, and I'm sure also Mando has a bunch of questions. But Artisma, what's up? What's up, guys? So actually, I was connected with this dude who um, was an owner of a company that got bought out by Reddit, and he now works for Reddit. And he was like yo, you really need to get on this project. Like, your artwork is so cool. And it was a digital art project, and this was the first digital art project that I've ever created, like, ever. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of learning to do during this short period of time. But um, once Gen 2 rolled around, I got way more comfortable. And I think me and all the other artists pushed the boundaries of Reddit um, to an extent where... Like we, we were pushing for a lot of things to happen that should not have happened. For example, mine is the series. Um, you can find it under substantial law. Uh, I, I consider mine very underrated because a lot of the secondary sales, um, those individuals don't know that the planet's color change and like there's different um, hues and saturations that you can do within the planets and you can customize them. And a lot of the secondary sales don't even know that. Um, and there's also an avatar under the planet. So, um, yeah, mine's uh, spooky season, substantial law. Um, but, yeah, so Gen 2, we, we did an incredible job. I bought way more than I should have. And my card declined and, <laughs> like, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, shout out to all the artists. And also shout out to you guys for even putting this chat together because stuff like this puts just puts a smile on my face to see such a community around this and yeah i really appreciate it you're welcome man congratulations for this it sounds sounds it sounds awesome and we'd love to see that uh happen uh for other artists right like you managed to like just crush it uh no matter where it is uh and so i do want to go back to to steven here uh if you can help me out with this it's like so Let's talk about, like, obviously now you see a lot of, you know, the ETH folks on here that just AP into Reddit avatars. But what's interesting there uh, is you got to be careful, right? Because there is a massive amount of supply. And I'm not going to lie, it is pretty tough to navigate. Like, I, I saw, so maybe you can share some tools you use. Like, I know redditfloor.com is the main one. I thought, Mando, you shared it yesterday. This a screenshot he put up. And you just talked about redditavatars.io, which was built by Julian, who's on stage, yeah, right? It's if you go to Julian's website, it's like I call it a dashboard because you can get to all the other tools through his website. So go to reddit avatars.io and then click the burger menu and you'll see 
getting started, how to sell an avatar, how to buy an avatar, Gitmatic, and then external tools, floor price of individual avatars, Reddit portfolio where. So I just, I stick to redditavatars.io because it has all the other tools on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm seeing it. it. It gives you everything. And I love the dashboard. It's really cool. And so, and so when it comes to supply, uh, was this something you were worried about when you got in early on or, or this something that doesn't really bother you? Because there is a lot. Because obviously, I don't think they were meant to just have this mania. I don't think they were created with the purpose to like be like this insane tradable asset that just pumps a lot. But obviously, it's happening. But like, were you worried about the supply at all? And if so, like, where do you look when you want to look for something that's more, you know, maybe rare or whatnot? Like, because I know there's still that culture, right? There's a whole like WSB culture there too uh, of like flexing and having a better avatar and whatnot. Like, how do you look through that? Like, how do you cut through the noise? First, I would say this is not the WSB audience. Like, if you go hop, actually, r slash avatar trading is banned from r slash cryptocurrency. Oh, wow. Okay. So if, you, if you try to post, you will automatically get your post deleted. And I tried to go make, make sense of things in r slash buttcoin, and I got absolutely blasted and lost all of my karma. So <laughs> I, I don't know what this community... I don't know what this community is. Uh, I think it's a little more wholesome and creative. Um, the artists are extremely close with all the collectors. Something that's interesting too is that the artists are, are digitally signing people's avatars when they collect them. So people will be in Discord like, Tyler, will you please, please, please sign my Faustling? It's, <laughs> I don't know what that's been like as far as bandwidth for the artists, but it's almost like people are collecting uh, it feels like in real life as far as collectibles. People are collecting it. They want to keep it. They want the artist to sign it, make it out to them. Um, so this community is definitely not, or at least did not start as and still doesn't feel like the WSB or Art Ashley CC community. Honestly, I think you're being humble. I think this community is more like you're, you're saying all positive things, of course, but this community is so strong and like even people took leadership roles within the community on their own to create a discord and to create r dash avatar trading and to like really push it and even promote it on these twitter spaces like this is probably this is a strong community that's all i gotta say like very strong and so so let's let's dive into that then because obviously reddit has been around for a long time a lot of people on here are even actually original redditors but there was this discrepancy between the two communities in in, in a way like these two worlds right we're like you have the redditors that were like really anti NFTs. That's why there's this famous like meme going around the Trojan horse and Reddit avatars coming in. And like you even have uh, Tyler here. You were talking about how they they were you were onboarded as a digital collectible artist, right? Not necessarily an NFT or or crypto artist and whatnot, right? Uh, through Reddit, um, is there still now like now that this has taken off, is there still this like hatred uh, from yeah. on there? And how are they going about that? I'm really I'm genuinely for the dynamic now. I can I can definitely speak to that. Yeah. I mean, Reddit's done such a really they've done such a good job at flipping the switch here. Um, one thing that they did, you know, first on they, you know, obviously they pulled on a bunch of artists. I think like twenty eight or thirty of us, and like Generation One, when we minted, um, it took us a month, a little over a month, to actually sell out our collections. Maybe two months, you know, it just sat there. And on the first couple of days, it was a little bit rough. I mean, people. You know, you, they would see like this hexagon or something over your over your your PFP, and uh, you would get 
you know, you might get a little bit of crap right at the very beginning. But what Reddit did to fix that, um, they flooded, they used those free NFT mints that we were talking about to do a couple of things. One, they onboarded so many people that were not like in the space. They didn't understand NFTs, but they gave them the option to collect their free collectible, their NFT. And they flooded it so much to where all of a sudden, if you had a hexagon, you were not just like one random person. You were like one of probably like, you know, 30% of the people commenting in a room. So no one's going to give you crap anymore because now you're like, oh, do I really want to pick this fight with these people? They all have NFTs and it seems like no one's harming anyone. So people stopped, you know, a lot of that hatred or, you know, a lot of that went away um, and it's still going away. And in some of these communities where we're talking about like, you know, you can't post in the cryptocurrency community. Well, now, you know, recently I was talking in their space and so that's even opened up and a lot of them have really clung on and hung to it and you know people are moving towards it and they're accepting it because it's not there's no hype it's all it was always about the art from the beginning it was always very accessible it was inexpensive and um you know people were supporting artists and that's that's how it grew and um there were no promises for for what would happen with it and and reddit wasn't about trying to do that and i think that's what's turned the tide and uh, people are having so much fun with it, especially the ability to customize it. So I I'm pretty confident that that's what turned the tide on that sentiment. And that's, that's also largely why a lot of people on the Twitter side, I think discounted Reddit because they knew there's that stereotype. Redditors just don't like NFTs, but they, you know, you probably weren't aware that that was actually being flipped. So I see it moving in the right direction and it's, you know, like a big boat turning, but it's, it's still turning. And there's a lot of people that are just every day, like, Oh man, I didn't realize that's what this was. And this is really cool. And so I think people, when they learn about it, they get involved and they, they love it. And one thing I want to point out is Reddit actually controls the lever to demand on NFTs uh, for Reddit, because anytime they want to introduce more people, they simply have to make a new free mint. And we saw that with Waves. That's how collections started selling out. They'd send out a free mint for thousands oh, of people. And then, bam, you know, all of a sudden, more people are onboarded. They educate themselves. And, you know, people like my dad, who knows nothing about computers, you know, has an NFT now. So um, that's what they've done. Interesting. Um, so I pinned at the top of this thread that we pinned last week, which went quite viral, which was really good about Reddit avatars being a Trojan horse to NFTs. It says Reddit avatars are Trojan horse to NFTs uh, that are onboarding millions into Web3 and no one's talking about it. And I mean, that took only a couple of days for everyone to talk about it, which is a good thing. Uh, and so we were sharing last week also in the space that, you know, they've onboarded more users. They have more individual users and wallets than, than, than OpenSea already with 3 million. And they've got, what, 4, 450 million uh you know, uh, users total. So it's, it's, it's actually insane. And you could tell that it was perfectly executed, right? It's like you put them in their hands. I don't think there's even a mention of using cryptocurrency to pay from what I've seen, right? It's just strictly like digital collectibles and then in fiat, right, Tyler? Yeah, you could, yeah. you know, that's, that's how my dad got it. Like he found a Reddit avatar and you could buy it with your credit card. And that's, that's all it was. It's like, oh, $10, boom, done. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, I Steven, I think you wanted to, oh, it was Julian. Sorry, Julian, go ahead. Yeah, one thing what we actually did, you know, to find good deals in the beginning was we we found out who like 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 Stephen, uh, we found out who had valuable Reddit NFTs, and then we DM'd them and said like, hey, look, your NFTs worth 
to grant. And then those people, you know, of course, they had to set up their OpenSea, they had to make it their wallet um, because there was a bounty bounty for it, right? Some people literally bought them uh, just to wear them on, on Reddit. And I also wanted to add something that Tyler said. Um, in the beginning, it was really that people, you know, kind of shamed you a little bit for your, for your NFTs. And also the cryptocurrency community was really against them. But I feel like now it's like, since there are the free NFTs, it's so flipped. Like, like, on a, like, I don't want to be mean, but when I read a post on my phone and somebody like, you know, comments and 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 he doesn't have an NFT, you know, avatar, it almost looks like I I, I definitely pay less attention to this this guy's opinion. Like, I know it sounds mean, mean but it's not a conscious decision. But um, yeah, that's that that's 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 how it went. Interesting, yeah. So, are you seeing on 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 Reddit right now? I personally don't, don't personally use Reddit that much, but I know they have their Reddit space and whatnot. Uh, Steven, I think we're gonna be we're gonna have to host a morning show uh, on there soon. <laughs> I knew you were talking. Rug Radio on Reddit Talk. It has to happen. Let's make it happen. Uh, and uh, you know, you can you can lead us that way, uh, and we can chat about that. So it could be fun. That'd be epic. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's run a huge show over there one day. That would uh, be huge. The- you guys, if you want, we can do it next week um, or this weekend, you know, uh, we'll chat uh, and let's just do it. Let's just go on there and do a, a special where we like try to bridge both communities, which would be fun. But uh, but um, question for you guys. Fuck. I had a question which was regarding um, the noise. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot my question. Uh, honestly, I got excited about well, something well, else. Um, well, 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 <laughs> One of your questions was about, you know, how to navigate the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to navigate the noise because there's a lot and now people are buying. I feel like a lot of people are going to be buying anything and everything. And I'm kind of scared of that. Not going to lie. Um, especially because all the blame will come back to us. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But it's, uh, I just want to make sure we kind of help people cut through that noise and pick what they want better and make them understand what these are actually used for uh, so that, you know, they can get, get the process. So- so, so, so I'm, I'm just going to give a quick run through. So um, most of the collections uh, have three avatars. Well, one of them is like a top tier, which is 100 minimum. And I think up to 300, I think there's, you know, there's some exception One is 700. So you should always check how often, how many numbers there are of your avatar, because that's the rarity. Um, then there are, it's a mid tier, which is usually 300 to 500. And then there is a, a low tier, which is 1,000. And all of the collections are built like that. There are total um, 29 collections in Generation 1, and I think 24 in Generation 2. Um, I mean, there are exceptions. For example, um, the, the alt account one is just one collection of 200. Um, and I think it's mainly decided by the artist how they want to release it. And honestly, somebody that is super new in the space, they should just, you know, get one that they really like and just just wear them and they can even, you know, you can they can even try it with, with some other free avatars and, you know, mix it because then you really get what the joy is out of it and definitely, you know, art is a very important factor in it. So, um, for example, Rojom was always the first that got, so, got, got sold out. Um, so just look at them, see what you like, and then you will be a good holder, and then you won't, you know, you won't panic sell if you if you find to hold it as well. Um, so so me, me just kind of just to add, of... when when buying, I think the most important thing is that you actually go on Reddit and use it. I was going to say 
the light bulb doesn't click until you do that. So, so that was going to be my, my follow-up question, right? Steven is like, what then? So let's say you pick a, a cheap one up because you generally want to learn about the community. By the way, I highly advise for those who don't want to trade and just want to are generally interested and excited about this, which you should be, I think everyone should be. And I'm going to try and spend time myself to dive deeper into Reddit, but um, you can pick up a cheap one and then go use it. What does that mean? Take me through uh, using the avatar and what that does on the platform. Hey, you, you all can use me as an example. Mine are um, probably in the mid to low tier on prices right now. But um, so what you have to do is you have a Reddit vault and then you have your OpenSea. Um, so once you transfer it into your Reddit vault, um, you, can, uh, you can do all the customizable aspects of it. So you could change the lower body, mid body, head. You know, there's even... There's other layers. There's like a left and right accessory. And um, if you could see on my, even my profile, mine does not look like a, a snoo at all. But, and people love that because all my different details on mine can be used as accessories and uh, over and under garments and stuff. So uh, yeah, once you're in Reddit, you could even change colors and the community on there just loves posting on R avatar trading, like they're different customizable aspects they share news and all that so um yeah it's just it's just really fun and mine's probably like a, at a good price right now to even just get into it if you just want to dip your toe in and and see what it's all about because some some are going for like uh two eth right now and yeah you just got to get in there quick and so so you you move so you buy the asset um you got a bridge obviously east to polygon but you know Everybody out there, if you're new to this, just take it takes a little time sometimes for your ETH to get to Polygon. But uh, please use the proper uh, the proper websites and tools and be careful of scams. And then you have to move that to the Reddit vault. So see, that's what's fun. We're talking about it on the anyway show with Mel. We went over this for that. By the way, we went over this for a whole hour uh, the other Thursday night of Reddit NFTs and whatnot. But it's like it's really interesting. Like. So they call it a Reddit vault. You see, Mando, like Ovi, like even in the wording, like in the everything you guys have been telling us so far, Artisma, Julian, Tyler, and, and Steven, it's like your wording is different. I love how they're branding it. That's what came, reminds me when people came on the show. It was like at some point the mass is gonna be invo involved, get into NFTs, but it's not gonna be called an NFT. Like it's just gonna separate to different things. It's digital collectible. It's not a wallet. It's a vault. It's so interesting. Mando, do you have any any other qu I mean, I see you aping the fucking I don't even know how many more Reddit avatars Mando's bought just in this show. This you you are you are the man responsible. You're gonna be the man responsible for bridging the 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 the, the ETH heads. Uh, it's funny in the Pepe pawn shop they call them the meth heads. So <laughs> and then and the and the Reddit heads. <laughs> no, I was gonna buy another I was gonna buy another one of the I was gonna buy another one of the the um the fish Faustlings and then because Dee said he was gonna buy it, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll I'll make sure Dee's gets his as well. So I bought two and gave some someone to Dee. So me and Dee's both now own one. Um, but no, I, look, I think the main thing that people to, to drive home here is that like Reddit uses avatars. Like it's not like Twitter where you had your own like profile picture. Like it always had this where your default your default um, profile would have some form of an avatar in it. So this this is kind of a custom customization of something that was already there it's kind of strange that it took so long to get to reddit but i think that was just because of the pushback but if this does like take off this in many ways has got a far bigger reach at using an avatar 
than even Twitter because it was so integrated in the system. Like, yeah, we all use avatars on NFT Twitter, but, you know, not everyone does. Everyone's just got their normal face, but everyone on Reddit was. So that's why I think it's got quite a big reach here because then you have 450 million active users all using basically avatars. And that's a very different that's a very different situation than Twitter, which has a similar number of active users. It has about 400 million, but none of them are really using like this base level avatar as their as their um, representation of themselves. So that's why I thought it was that's why I thought it was a big deal. Also, you 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 know you normally if, if you even you want to use it, you you will definitely use not just one. You might use like two, three, five, seven, you know, whatever combination you want to wear. It's you know kind of boring if you just wear one avatar. Um, and I also want to uh, tune in for security. Actually, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of scams happening on OpenSea. There are a lot of fake collections. So everybody, please look for a blue check mark. That's probably the most important thing. And then, if you want to learn about um, how to how to buy and how to sell and how to import, um, I have to you know I have to name my own website. Again, there's uh, on the left side part the, the um, dashboard, and then there is the full avatar guidebook which is um, explaining how to buy, how to sell, how to um, get matic if you need that. Usually everybody gets one matic for free. Um, but yeah, I, re I really I recommend everybody new in the space to, to look at the full avatar guidebook. Um, you can find on reddit avatars.io uh, on the hamburger menu on the left side. Yeah, yeah we, should, we should probably go through the main things that people get caught out from, from a security standpoint, right? Like it feels as though a lot of people are probably listening to this who maybe, or hopefully some people listen to this who've never really bought red, uh, NFTs before. So any never give out your seed phrase and never sign anything that you know you don't know what it is. There are vultures already in the discords I can already see and and in any Telegram chats and probably on the the, the subreddits. So just be super super careful about um, one any offers of like apparently free money. Or two, like people trying to say they'll do special things with your NFTs, or just just be just be smart. Like don't try and get a, make a quick buck, or um, oh, it's probably a scam. If it looks wait, 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 wanna, wanna... it is a scam. Go ahead. Not just a scam, but actually the most important and the most frequent problem a lot of people doing, especially people selling their avatars, is they you know you get your ease on Polygon and not on the Ethereum chain. And then people have their wrapped ease and send it to their Coinbase, Coinbase wallet. And Coinbase, as of right now, does not have, uh, does not pay it out to you. I'm pretty sure they will one day, but um, since it's the same address. But you first have to bridge your um, e wrapped ease from Polygon to the Ethereum chain, and then you can send it on the Ethereum chain to your Coinbase or whatever you, whatever your exchange is. And then you can get fiat from it in case you sell it. This is actually the I, I had a lot of people that that actually sent like two three E's to to Coinbase and now they cannot access it right now, um, or Robinhood or whatever it is. Um, so please um, be extra sure that once you have your your wrapped E's W E's on your wallet that you first bridge it to Ethereum before you send it to any exchange. That that's perfect. And so. We're gonna put some threads out uh, to like properly. I think there are some already. I'll, I'll either pin them or or share them later to how to properly do all the bridging and stuff. But yeah, be careful. Of course, like a lot of hype, you know, sometimes leads to a lot of uh, quick decisions that you may regret after, and then you sign the wrong thing and, and you lose what you have. So definitely be extremely careful. I, I think this was good uh, in in terms of like the, the the breakdown of it, uh, and and we can dive 
deeper into it later. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna host a night show as of today. Uh, it'll be with Thread Guy, and I know he wants to dive deep into that. But it's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll post about it later. But we can dive a little deeper into that as well, because there's a whole lot of the rest of Twitter that wants to learn more about it. Um, I I definitely have a couple minutes now. I don't know if you maybe Austin or 5511 or Deezer, Simon or Wiz have any questions for 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 our, for our panel of of ex- expert redditors um <laughs> it's funny like i've been on reddit for like 14 or 15 years that's how old my account is and Holy like I, did you get a free airdrop or something out of that did, didn't they give I, it, like... yeah i just looked and i do have something called like singularity but i don't you know oh. yo that's with like 20 ETH. no i'm kidding so <laughs> <laughs> but it is like a low number so i don't know if that means anything wait where do you see that you have to like, you have to log into Reddit and then you have to click on uh, profile and you have to make sure that you have the like, like I, so my issue was I always used old Reddit. Like I'm so old school that I don't have the new settings set up and you can only see the avatar if you use the new settings. So you have to make sure you have like the new Reddit styles enabled before you can even see the avatar or use anything. And then once you're in your profile, you can see like there's a style avatar button you can press and that takes you into like the whole avatar section and then um, if you if you, sorry, click on, if you click on you you'll see like your stuff and i see like there's one singularity thing that's been minted it says it's been minted but i have like i have not claimed it or anything it's just in my reddit vault i guess i think i have uh, reddit enhancement suite making it look like old reddit automatically so like i don't see any new shit and when i go to edit my snoo it just shows like the basic shit i think i I got a question for a couple of the reddit guys on here and like too it's great having you on congrats on like everyone like finally seeing what you guys have been doing it's exciting um one thing i want to know with you guys when when you started doing it like most people in the reddit community do you think most were kind of just buying for like the collectible and having fun of it versus being a speculative asset or like, what do you feel like the percentage of that was? Because when I look at this, I really feel like most people on Reddit probably didn't care if the price was going up at first. We're just having fun, you know, doing this. Yeah, that's an easy question. Um, no one was really, I mean, I, I feel like everyone was buying into it because they thought it was fun, loved the art. And if, if people were speculating on it, it would not have taken like a month or it wouldn't have taken two months to, to mint out on that first generation. Um, I think obviously second generation people started realizing the, you know, the other benefit of holding a digital collectible. Um, but, but yeah, in the first one, it was, it was pure, just, we're going to have fun with this. These were not expensive to begin with. And um, I think people are having fun with it. Now they've realized this other utility of, of how it sells on secondary, but you know, you still see a lot of people still holding it and enjoying it. I love that. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, oh, sorry. I, I was working this 60-year-old woman um, for, like, for like months to, you know, to sell or trade or anything, and she didn't let go of anything. Fucking mom. Wow. That, that's actually, like, I, I, I prefer those stories. I mean, I think it's, it's, this is great. That it's, it's actually so amazing that this flew so low under the radar that all of us MFers on Twitter who literally live here uh didn't really like it's not like we didn't see it you kind of saw it but it was like in the back of your head and also bear market mindsets like you're kind of scared to ape into everything because that's kind of what we did last year and obviously not everything turns out well 
but I just love the whole narrative and story of this. I think it's really cool uh, how it how it went down, and it's awesome. And again, goes to show you all listening to us, whether it's it's on replay later today or it's it's live right now. You know, you got about eight hundred people on the spaces right now. Is that you got to look outside that echo chamber sometimes and do think outside the box. Like you got to look out of there because there's something happening in the space. And like if you're building in the space, like if you're actually building tools and solutions to, 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 for the space to grow over the long term, you're right. And you're also early. I was talking about this earlier, but literally like you're, you're at the right place. So keep on going because I think this is really fascinating. And now it's all about finding a way to kind of bridging all these communities together, right? Like I like when you guys said, well, the Redditors, like they still don't really like the whole aspect of the NFT and whatnot, but like a lot of them are starting to flip, right? And so hopefully uh, next week, uh, Stephen, I'll, I'll, obviously I'll connect with you because we've known each other for a long time, but it's funny. So Stephen... Fuck, Steven, I've known him for so many years. Kind of like how I met Zapsio from Artifact. He used to, like, just, like, fucking slang, like, usernames on, on on Instagram and, like, pages and whatnot. It was all, like, kick messenger. Memes like, and dreams. Memes names, and dreams. Names, OG usernames. That's why the ENS stuff, like, is very, like, we get it. Because just, like, fucking usernames on the platform where, like, we could just get, like, kicked out of and not own the username but it was tradable like it was insane it's like almost nfts before nfts steven like it's so crazy but now the trades you get to own them and whatnot right and i'm stuck with a bag of instagram pages i can't sell so anyways um <laughs> but you know i think this is fun steven i'll reach back out to you let's listen out let's organize this like reddit talk like let's go big like let's get all of y'all in Tyler, let's get all the big artists, everyone. Uh, you know, Julian Artismo is here as well. Like, let's just yeah, get, yeah. let's go big. Let's bring the GM NFTs for fun, like a special episode on Reddit uh, over there, and uh, and we'll get that happen. And that was a lot of fun. And with that, 9 p.m. tonight, uh, I'll pin it. We can tweet. We we can go longer into. It. I'm gonna have another night show now, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and I'll host it with Thread Guy. You guys are all welcome. It's mostly like community space, like have fun and chat about uh, the topic of the day. But we should dive deeper into it as well. But with that, big thank you to to Sos, uh, so Steven, Tyler, Artisma, and Julian who came up and, and explained all the Reddit NFT stuff to us. I will uh, I will hard uh, transition here to the timekeeper entertainment entertainment la what's up y'all how y'all doing gm hey what's going on what's going on hey guys yo oh whoa there's two voices yeah <laughs> yeah shit. you have both of us this morning <laughs> amazing it reminds me of the the hooligans on friday they had like five people they had like five <laughs> team members behind that account like whoa <laughs> that's fun i love that yeah you've got a uh, the matthew a and then also that ghost girl Hell yeah, what's up, Matt? What's up, girl? I love that. This is fun. So talk to us. Talk to us about the timekeeper. I I you know, film NFTs, movie NFTs, and all that good stuff, entertainment NFTs. Uh, you know, we talk about IP and all that a lot on the spaces as well. Uh so let's let's get let's start let's start by just a quick like rundown of like, you know, who you guys are, your backgrounds in the entertainment industry, and you know, and then we can get into what the timekeeper is and what you're building. Yeah, so I come from traditional film and television. I got my start kind of working for James Wan on all the Conjuring movies. So I definitely come from like the spooky, scary space. Um, on Annabelle, The Nun, La Llorona, I produced a season of Are You Afraid of the Dark for Nickelodeon. 
um, and got into NFTs like last year with everyone and just immediately saw that there was like a really cool bridge between entertainment and NFTs and wanted to kind of like just get to it and figure out how to connect the two. Yeah, and I come from kind of advertising entertainment and indie side, so kind of made an indie feature and did this whole interactive novel on iOS back in the day. I was the director of branded content at FX Networks um, until a couple of years ago when I started doing development for uh, working with Mark Holm, who financed and produced the Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher. So moved kind of into that side and then got yeah deep into NFTs during COVID because there was like, you know, no one was really making anything. So it's like, well, let's dive into that like early 2021. And same thing, Kaylin will say that that ghost girl will say that she's the one who introduced me to NFTs. Um, but I have a couple of people who compete for that title. But yeah, we started looking, you know, I've been kind of deep degening community. And then um, I guess I would say it's interesting because you mentioned like it's a hard segue into what we're doing. But I think the goal for this project with the Timekeeper was always how can we create an experience that brings different communities together? And so that was something I've been thinking about for a long time, looking at doing kind of interactive content on Twitch back before I knew what NFTs were. And then this was sort of a really natural segue. So the Timekeeper is a project that for us is sort of a proof of concept for how can you premiere content in Web3 and create enhanced experiences around it using NFTs. And I thought for one of your tweets earlier was actually really like, you know, something we've been thinking about for a long time. NFTs are going to become ubiquitous, ubiquitous when nobody knows that they're NFTs. And I think for us, it's saying like, what could be scalable? So this project, we wanted to create something again, that could be an experience that brings different communities together. So we actually created a two hour feature length audio drama with a visual component called the Timekeeper. So it's really the launch of this like horror thriller franchise. Um, it features Judah Lewis, who was the star of the babysitter Christmas Chronicles. He's also an executive producer on this. And then Chandler Kinney, who's one of the leads of the new Pretty Little Liars on HBO Max. And then Arjun Atalier, who is actually in uh, the recent season of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is funny because Kaylin, I know that's the season that you produce. Yeah. So someone was in our Discord the other day and they're like, oh, this is giving me like adult for the timekeeper, adult, like Are You Afraid of the Dark vibes. And we we're like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That sounds really cool. And so, by the way, just so y'all know, and that, and I love that you guys obviously have the experience, like in the in the space, clearly, like entertainment. I'm actually gonna pin at the top uh, a thread. You guys will see it in a couple of seconds uh, in the audience. But it's a thread that that really explains like uh, what the timekeeper is and, and and what they're building. It's actually really interesting, which is why we're uh, keen on doing this with y'all um, today. And so, so I, I kind of want to hear about like. Uh, the way you want to approach the space, right? Because obviously you have you have experience in the entertainment movie industry. Uh, you've done it before, and you're launching this 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 NFT, which is but essentially like you're, you're you're launching like a whole like online experience that's built around the premiere of that two hour uh, horror, you know, yeah, movie, right? So it's it's actually it's like a different twist on like consuming content. Obviously, we're in the business of media and content, which is really cool. Uh, so, but I kind of want to hear your approach to like how you know nfts have a place in 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 in, in the entertainment biz because i think that's very interesting yeah we actually did a q a with judah the other day that's up on uh up on twitch now we have a twitch channel probably the only one of the only nft products will direct you to our twitch channel but entertainment uh la so it's twitch.gg backslash entertainment la but 
and he talks a little bit about that too. But I think for us, the idea is NFTs have the ability to enhance an experience. I actually hate interactive storytelling. Um, it's like, I, I know there's a lot of people in entertainment space who do it and there can be cool things about it. It's like my, one of my least favorite things. So what we do is we've created a fully produced piece of content, right? And then we have ways for you to interact around that and create an enhanced experience. So what I think of it as is, and this is something Kayla and I have talked a lot about. So the timekeeper is about people who are trapped in these kids who are trapped inside of, not literally, but they're playing a video game that they can't win, right? And if you lose, you die. So what we did is say, okay, what an NFT does is allow someone to own something, a unique character. And then we created a game experience around that. So it actually enhances the experience. So you now own this character. You can choose to play this game with it. But if you lose this game, your NFT becomes a ghost. So we update the metadata at the end. That NFT dies. If you survive, you get something special. So that's kind of like the way we approach it is how can an NFT create an enhanced experience around the content, right? That's sort of a companion piece to it. And then we say short-term entertainment, long-term value. So the short-term thing is like, I think one thing that is a little pernicious with entertainment projects in the NFT space is people are selling you, like when you buy entertainment, I buy a ticket, like I'm getting entertainment experience. I don't like buy an entertainment experience and then get mad that like I didn't leave the theater with 500 more dollars. So I, I think like if you're selling entertainment to people, you need to make entertain something entertaining and then give them something to sample and say, look, no, we, we really have already made something. Like we could have done a Kickstarter for this back in January when we started working on the project, but we're like, no, let's make something. Let's prove out the concept. We can create this interactive experience. We can create something really cool with the timekeeper and then let people see that and say, oh, okay, I get it. I want to be part of this. All right, well, your way to be part of the franchise is we actually have the on this Wednesday. So we released the timekeeper characters NFT collection. Those were free, 10,000. They were all minted. They minted out last night. Those are your tickets to kind of play this game. And then on Wednesday, we're going to release the Timekeeper collection, which will be very exclusive and is sort of like future of the franchise. So that's how we see it. Short-term entertainment, long-term value, you know, rewarding loyalty for fans who are there early. I know, Kaylin, you talked about like The Conjuring, kind of how you see this being that type of universe. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, you know, we have a great piece of IP now. We want to do a second season. This also can, you know, expand into film and television. There's like a much bigger life beyond just this season of The Timekeeper. And I think we wanted to build something that we could take our audience along the ride with us. And that was kind of like the the thought behind it. I love that. Okay, there's, there's, there's a lot to this. It's really interesting. And so, and, and I love it. You're like, I don't like interactive storytelling NFTs. Uh, I know. Apologies <laughs> to everyone listening. Sorry, Simon. No, no, you're allowed not to like it. <laughs> any, any type of interactive entertainment is beyond hard to do, even not in it's Web3. so tough. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's so tough. Like, interactive live entertainment. No, like, the, the moment I watch something, it's because I don't want to interact with it that much. Not going to lie. Uh, it's because exactly. I'm tired of interacting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so. That's my thing. I, for me, like, and we talked about this with the, the timekeeper is like, I think people want interactive viewing experiences, not interactive storytelling experiences, because we're all telling our own stories and remixing content and being storytellers 24 seven, because that's what social media is. I mean, Kaylin, you can talk like that. Kaylin has like 
520,000 followers on her TikTok and 250 million views this year and doesn't. That's it? Yeah, I know. I'm really struggling. (laughs) No, but it is crazy how you can have a platform that big. I mean, Farouk, I'm sure you also deal with this, but there's there's not a lot of money in it inherently. Like, it, it, I think it's like time for Web three and all of those spaces that people, you know, start being able to like own a piece of what they're making and enjoying. I love that. How do you? How are you? So you have a large audience on other platforms. We were just talking about Reddit, right, for the last half hour, and onboarding people to other platforms. I know on TikTok there was a lot of backlash as well when it came to NFTs and whatnot. How are you selling this to them? How are you approaching it? To onboard that that the, the masses into this project, uh, maybe is there? Are you also taking a different approach, or are you just going straight to the point? Like, yo, this is NFTs. Well, I think what's nice about our project is we have a an audio drama that anyone can enjoy. It, you don't have to pay to enjoy the audio drama. It's up on Twitch. Anyone, even without the NFT, can enjoy that. So that's like a nice little Trojan horse. Is that we have this? Um, what I think is a great story. We've gotten really good feedback, and people can just go enjoy it. And then they start poking around, they get to our website, they're like, oh, there's this other element to it that can enhance my experience. And that's when we start having people approach us about like, hey, how do I get a wallet started? Like, I, I want to enjoy the next phase of this project. Like, and so like the the transition into the Web3 space is kind of natural. We've like really created something that like can usher people in. That was always really important. It was trying to get people to understand that NFTs are a way to enhance an experience and create something more, not a way to sell you something like not a way to sell you less for more. And I think the perception for a lot of people, and I will say like our, our kind of big picture, you would think like we're, we've launched two NFT collections in the span of a week, a fully produced audio drama. And this is the small version of what I wanted to do. So <laughs> there's like the big picture is like, uh, you know, season two of the Timekeeper, which you and team are already on board for, is doing a bigger Twitch event and having brand sponsors come into that. Obviously, that's my background. And I think that that's something that I appreciate about Rug Radio. And one of the reasons I'm a big holder is I think finding ways to get money into the space and not just extract from the space, right? Not just selling NFTs to the NFT community and then using that money for, you know, what to, but actually finding ways to bring money in through brands and through partnerships. So, we actually want to do a bigger Twitch event and we talked to a lot of gamers and this is funny you brought it up with Reddit earlier. We talked to a lot of gamers and agents, agencies about hosting an actual like kind of tournament or a lead in to this content. And they would not, the, the streamers we talked to would not touch NFTs. Like the reputation was just that bad. Even if we were giving something for free, they wouldn't touch it. And so I think going back to your point of when people don't know it's an NFT is when it's really going to scale. Like we gave away our NFTs for free for this 10,000, but you still had to pay gas to mint it. So that's, you know, three to five dollars, whatever. So people are still paying basically three to five dollars to play this game. And just to explain. So we released part one and two of the Timekeeper on Friday on Twitch. So you can actually go there and watch that now. And then if you own a character NFT, you can go to our game website and then you can there's 12 rounds. So you have to answer trivia questions about the timekeeper audio drama to be able to spin this wheel where you can kind of gain keys or lose time. People hate the wheel a lot, which they're meant to, but there is also some uh, Easter eggs in there. So there's a uh, OSF, uh, Farouk, you guys will actually find your names in the trivia question. I think I posted. No yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> I think because what happened, yeah, the, the backstory is this, this insane asylum, not insane asylum, but this like place burned down 
uh, the timekeeper, you know, or whoever burned everyone inside. And so I, I think there is a question. I know Farouk being blamed for a lot of things has happened recently. And possibly one of the trivia questions involves whether or not Farouk was truly responsible for the fire. That's so good. Question for you. <laughs> I love that. And, and I can't wait to, 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 to play around with it. Question for you um, uh, is, so since the story's lasting two days, right? What's the long-term vision uh, for your NFTs and for this like community that you're going to build around them? Yeah, so the long-term vision. And so, yeah, the game is going on right now. You can go to Twitch, catch up. Um, the Mint is out, so there's not free ones there. You'd have to buy it on secondary. And NFTs can only play the game once. So if you're looking at buying on secondary, let me just say real quick, we have a tool, the leaderboard on the game site, where you can check any NFT's uh, token ID and see if it's played the game or not. So you don't buy one that's already a ghost, um, which you wouldn't want to do because you couldn't play. So just be aware if you're checking OpenSea, just check the token ID with that tool. So like I said, short-term entertainment, long-term value. So what we're doing is we've created this whole experience. We created the audio drama you can enjoy for free. Everyone, we've created something for NFT holders. And then we're releasing this timekeeper. So you play the game with timekeeper characters. And if you survive, you get to mint a timekeeper NFT and we're going to have, we haven't actually, this is the first time we're announcing this on Wednesday, timekeeper character, timekeepers collection. We're going to have 666 of those available publicly for 0.666 ETH. So your only way to get those is to either mint them at that price, which is an intentionally high price point. We already gave away 10,000 NFTs for free and an entire audio drama. So we have to charge for something. Uh, or you can survive the timekeeper's game and then we'll actually mint one of those uh, to your wallet. So long term is we're going to build out a season two of the timekeeper. We already have this sort of like game that's functional. So we're going to kind of probably iterate on that. We're looking for partners and we've already been talking to partners to come in to finance actually the season two of the timekeeper. So we don't have to sell NFTs to do that. And then we also have other IP that we've been looking at developing. So like Timekeeper holders, so holders of the Timekeeper collection, are going to be sort of the inner circle of the future of the franchise, we say. So we're going to have behind the scenes stuff. We're going to have some kind of like monthly leaderboard stuff with the game to let people kind of replay. We're going to be, we have some kind of Timekeeper character NFTs on the shelves that we'll be giving away for that. And then it's also going to be bringing you like kind of on the inside track of like what actually goes on and making something, like really producing something with talent in the entertainment space. So I would say to some extent, like what we want to do is the way that I'm a, I'm a, also a pretty big rec guy holder and, and love what DGENs does. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, also an RLD um, member. So. Yeah. Wow. Ovi left at the worst time. Ovi like, left. Oh no. It's good for your bags. He had a big meeting. He had a big meeting. Uh, we always make fun of him because this guy always books meetings right at 12. But I'll tell him. No, no. He, he, he knows because I was messaging him in uh, RLD chat earlier. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I actually met both Mondo and OSF at the Rec Guy party at NYC as well. Oh, wow. Dude, Did you meet Farouk as well? I don't remember. So I, what, no, I missed Farouk there, but Farouk, I, I have hung out pretty close beside you at the uh, Felocious Paint Party in LA. Yes, sir. That one was fun. Uh, hopefully, you'll be in Art Basel, Miami, so we can like, that is link the plan. up. We've got some, yeah, we got some stuff. We're gonna yeah, what are you guys doing there? Um, well, we're going to be in. We don't have formal plans for Miami, but we are, well, we have formal plans to be there. But we've got to hit up uh, Marfa. We're going to be in Marfa for bright moments and then maybe or for the art blocks. And then we're probably going to yeah, swing down to Mexico City for bright moments and then probably hit up Miami. So 
we've got a we got a nice fall plan, and in the midst of that, going to be working on developing the season two of the Timekeeper. So, yeah, I know it's a lot of stuff because I thought it would be a great idea to release two NFT collections and a full audio drama in the same week. Um, but encourage, <laughs> encourage you guys to to check it out. There's a lot to dig into. And by the way, there's a community competition. Wrecked guys competing against cyber brokers, competing against GM Dow competing against uh, Penelope's and then also um, there's a couple other communities involved. So whoever has the most survivors of the top 100 at the end on Wednesday, uh, they're actually top prize 10,000 USDC to the community wallet, 5,000 USDC and 2,500 USDC. So some cool prizes and also Damn. some awesome. We also commissioned some one of ones from Bananakin uh, and from Rob Reyate, who's a wonderful horror artist. And then Bjorn Kalea. And there's actually a paper D one of one pixel that just got minted out last night in the collection. So we work with a lot of artists, create a lot of cool stuff. Um, so yeah, check it out. That's super cool. So before we before we close off, as the church bells are ringing in Montreal, y'all know what time that is. <laughs> uh, and and uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, you know, every day, you know, like multiple times a day, I hear this, right? Uh, it's great. It's I love it. You know, it's great. Keeps you on my grind. But I have a question for you. Um, just like maybe recap, like mint date, time, place, you know, where people need to be so they know and we leave them off on that. Yeah. So episodes one and two of The Timekeeper, you can go ahead and listen to on Twitch. Uh, and that's Twitch, the Entertainment LA. You can just go to our Twitter and it's in our link tree. So you can catch up on the episodes. The finale is going to be on Wednesday night on that same Twitch channel at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the VOD will be up after. If that's a bad time zone for you, you can catch up. So the Met for the Timekeeper characters, which is what allows you to play the game, has already happened, is already out. If you want one, you're going to have to look on secondary, check the leaderboard on our site to make sure that it hasn't already played the game. And then on phase one of the game is going to end at 5 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So if you want to play the game, you want to get a character now, and you want to play that in the next couple of days before that ends, and then phase two of the game is going to be a community competition that starts up right after we end the finale on Wednesday night. So a lot going on. And then, yeah, the Timekeeper Characters Collection is going to meet Wednesday afternoon after we end phase one. So we'll have all the details up. We have a new trailer going up today. But, yeah, I would say the intention was to, like, create something that people could get kind of lost in. And then you can either just go check out the audio drama and enjoy it, or you can dive into all of the insane details, which I see – Cartaro listening in and some of the cyber brokers team I know they're doing so it's kind of dealer's choice but we hope everyone enjoys it and uh, communities can have a cool experience that's amazing that's super cool well great concept a lot of fun uh, I think what you guys are doing is great actually and so I can't wait to to see where you take this of course uh, thank you for being you know fellow holder I mean we appreciate you uh, a lot thank you for that and um and so, yeah, shit, this is fun. That was a fun show, Mando. <laughs> this is great. The whole thing. The whole thing was great. Great show. Uh, yeah, great show once again. Uh, it's going to be hella cool. Uh, there is another Rug Radio show going on right now, the NFT 101. That's Ben. He hosts really incredible shows every every day at noon. So right after us, you should definitely check him out. He interviews different teams uh, every day. It's a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff going on there. And with that, uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow morning. You know, a uh, big thank you to the timekeeper and the team there. You guys are incredible. It's that time. It's entertainment LA, uh, entertainment. It's just M I N T at the end LA. If you listen on replay across all platforms, this show will be uploaded everywhere. You know the vibes. 
Golden Crypto is going to post a uh, a thread about it or recapping recapping it. And with that, I'll see y'all tonight at 9 p.m. for the night show. Uh, yeah, that name sucks for now, but it's just a placeholder name. We'll figure out as we go. Uh, you know how <laughs> it is. And then if not, we'll see y'all tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Jam NFTs on Rock Radio. Let's go! <laughs> Happy Monday, baby. Let's go. Have a beautiful day. GMGM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, NFTs. We put up those supplementals. Got the alpha on web three. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GMGM. Rock radio.